this rule is in effect for very specific reasons, and unless you can solve the specific reasons through other means, it's going to remain. It's it's not fun having to explain that over and over. Hmm. And then there were, most people were mostly understanding. There were a few people that were less so in the regard towards their comments and opinions. But I take it with a grain of salt. I mean, the most the best thing you can do is just have a support structure when it comes to burnout in those regards. If you as a mod team are united in a front as far as a stance goes, that's what that will help. Because although you have to deal with idiots, at least you're dealing with idiots together. And is that something that you sort of like experienced with RGL, or was that something that was sort of a struggle? That sort of a support system or the lack thereof. It means specifics to the Discord. Like, I, I, I want to say RGL in general, really. Like, is that something you think they do well, or do you think it kind of makes burnout more of an issue than it could be? Um, maybe. I mean, for me, I'm kind of more, to phrase it in a way, I don't really have a lot of, I don't work with groups, if that makes sense. So when it comes to like the forums, it's me. Perina's on the mod team, but we don't really interact as much as we could. And Ad, who has a full-time job now. So if stuff happens, needs to get done, I kind of do it. When I was on the Discord, it was kind of me leading stuff when I was not in charge, quote-unquote, not in charge. But I still wanted us as a team to do stuff, but there wasn't a lot of like as much as there should have been as far as like, hey, this is happening. Let's tackle this as a team, if that makes sense. Right. And do you think that kind of has like a negative effect? It doesn't. That would have, I would say it does. Because like I said, if you're doing stuff together and there's a coherent sense of unity in whatever regard, anything you do, if there's some kind of sense of unity, it will help you to work through things better. Right. So, That's just a normal standard like life thing, you know. Right. If you're alone, shit is it's harder to deal with shit, right? right? That's just that's just a fact of life, and that just reflects directly on those types of things. So you think maybe like the best thing that we as a community can do is just sort of have a sense of unity about these things, like among the individuals who care and are trying to come together on these projects to help improve things. I mean, it would help. But you understand when I say unity, I don't mean like people agree. Because I had lots of people like agree right. with my stances on certain things that were there. It's, I mean like more as a as an as a group of people together actively doing something. Right. Like just not letting the division of the community kind of divide you, just being able to sort of work through things together. Yeah. And yeah. that's I think is the important thing. Like okay. the biggest difference, like I said, with the gaming communities. I had my I had a group of friends. I mean, we're just kind of, but like everyone, but our group of friends wasn't like mutually exclusive to other regulars, a part of the overall gaming community. I, it's not the same. I feel with TF2. I feel like there are obvious cliques that are very separate from each other. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like 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 literally, will never interact with other parts of the community. As I mentioned before, but like the oldest Highlanders, Pearlander, and Sixes, and even within those individual, um, the invite guys, and then there's the advanced guys, and then there's the main guy. There's so much of that 
that it makes it difficult to kind of have beyond, like, I'll be honest with you. My friend group for playing Comp TF2 have quit years ago. Like, they never touch the game anymore. Type of thing. Like, last time they played, UGC was still a thing. That was my group that I played with and tried to get better with and grow. Nowadays, the only group I have left is MDS. He's the only buddy I have left. That really actively... I mean, there are people I know, but, like, I mean, for, I mean, these are people I grew and got better with and that type of thing. That's it. Like, no one else really plays anymore. That is kind of sad, yeah. And it's it's not something, like, surprising because that and a lot of people I used to actually, like, play casual with also quit. This is all the same time when Valve released the casual system and their broken-ass comp version. Unfortunately, what happened was a lot of people left and most people I knew left because at that point, you know, oh, comp TF2 is going to be real. It's going to be a thing. And when it came out, it was such a huge disappointment. It's like, okay, what's the, what's the fucking point? But that's just the realities of my friend group from that point. And it's one of those things where at that point, I never really got plugged back in because I was a little, me being you know, not as, as open and aggressive as a person, kind of hanged back. And then from there, it became into, you know, seasonal teams. You know, if you go look at my RGO profile, for instance, as I do that because I'm cool like that, and I go to my profile. As I also do that. Like... Let's see, my teams from season one, Seductive Nine, that was a Tarm Servo team, right? Season right. two, that was an MDS team. Season three, that was Shrim Gang. I forget. I got pulled in that from somebody. Right? I think that was like Homeless, okay, yeah. Yeah, that was Homeless's team. I remember that. After that, season four, MDS. Season five, MDS. Season seven, I literally just got asked last minute to play engineer for Wilmatic's team because they needed an engineer. I said, sure. And then season eight and nine was actually the only, finally I got actually connected with people to play. And that was with Lynn and uh, Despy and people. So we played Pudis Jail. That was fun. Decided to stick together as a team, which is the first time, literally, the season eight was the first time I got to stick together with a team going into season nine. Since old, since like season... 18 silver in UGC. And would you say that was something kind of cool to experience again, just being able to be on the same team for multiple seasons? Oh, I love that. I loved it a lot. But then after season nine, we kind of all split. Oh. And it was just, you know, it was just the unfortunate. It's just we kind of, I mean, I got a bit burnt out and I couldn't keep playing at that level anymore with that much commitment. I was playing demo, so I actually needed to like actually practice and get better. And then from there, uh, we looked at Intermediate. Oh, look, I'm with the MDS team again. And this season, I'm on MDS team again. So, like, literally, MDS, one, two, three, four, five, six, six of the seasons I've played, most of them have been an MDS team. So, yeah. Was that six out of ten? Yeah, six out of ten seasons. So That's pretty good. It's good, but it kind of reflective of the realities of who still even plays. Because he doesn't play really. It's it's he plays with his friends. Last season was a no scrim team, which I could commit to because I don't have time to do anything but no scrims. No harm done, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, looking back at it, what what what, what sort of moderation style? 
we're having another popcorn kernel incident. Hold on. No worries. Give me it, a chance to sip my drink. This has been a, recur- a recurring incident. Like, this has happened twice now. I think once with the Darcy interview, maybe it'll just be like, every time it's like an RGL mo- Discord mod. Maybe that'll be a recurring gag. Hmm. Uh, so looking back at it, though, what sort of moderation style would you have taken with RGL and TF2? I mean, I would still take the same one, because despite it not being as effective, it's still, in my opinion, the best moderation style. Like, having a sense of... Rep- you have to have that, hey, you're representing someone mentality. Having the, when you make a decision, make sure you can follow the rules or what supports your decision. And three, having intent, making sure you have clear intent behind the action. That way the punishment is basically no way for you to refute it is important. Those three things are very important. Like, they're very, like you cannot argue to not do those things in moderation important. Right. So, like, do, so, yeah. Do you think there'd be benefit for RGL having an official lawyer for these things? <laughs> official lawyer. Yeah. Do you think that um, would help? No. 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 If you have to have, if you have to debate people breaking the again, people breaking the rules, you've already. You, that means your rules aren't good enough. What about PR managers? Think they could invest I mean, in a PR department? I mean, yeah, PR is super important. Like, if anything, to put things in perspective, as we think we talked about earlier, one of the things that I think people would realize now, even from the Highlander side, the Sixes team is doing an amazing job. Not because they're doing anything specific from the previous type team. The only difference is they're actually just doing better PR. They're actually responding to people on the TFTV forums. Mm. Properly. They're not ignoring them. They're giving a sense of they're actually listening to the problems and giving proper responses in that regard. People are pissed at the HL team, not because of, in my opinion, not because of Ron Robin in advance. Like, that was the root issue. But the issue was that they're, they felt they were being ignored. Like, no we don't no one makes eight threads because of round Robin in advance. Like, it's important, but it's not that important. The issue is that they kept bringing up because they felt they were being ignored. And they got increasingly angry about it. To the point where, like, literally we had to ban someone for making death threats because of it. And it's one of those things where the only thing it took was one of the mods coming out and talking and saying, hey, we hear your guys' concerns. All the anger went away just like that. Just like that. So PR is hella important. And it's not even super difficult either because... Honestly, the only thing they do is put the guys listening to people. You don't even have to listen to people. You have to put the guys listening to people. They're posting shit to the forums and being angry with us. I hear your concerns. I understand. We're trying to work to make things better. You're promising Jack. You're saying you're going to do Jack and giving empty promises. doesn't matter. People, you're listening to them. If you do at least that, you, it's, you have to do at least that. You know, doing more than that is helpful giving actual responses to the reasoning beyond deci- behind decisions and how it's supposed to do benefit towards them in the end. But it's one of those things you kind of have to, f- f- you know, follow through. So let me ask you, ask you this question and kind of continue that PR question. Sure. Hey, Ron Robert Vance, do you, 
should it be Swiss or round robin? Yes or no? I think round robin. I think it better prepares people for the sort of environment that they that they're going to be going into with invite. I think it's just like it gives people an opportunity to kind of mature themselves and and kind of define their mentalities as players, so to say. Now, what if I said next season? Obviously, we know it's round robin. What if I said next season is going to be Swiss? And the reason we're making it Swiss is because we're trying to expand the amount of teams in advance. That way, when we switch over to, you know, what was it? Because uh, nine-week seasons, it won't be a massive flow of teams from main up. So it's more balanced when we do that. Would you be okay with Swiss? I'd say so, yeah, because it's like me, it's representing that. It's not even just about like the fact that it's PR. Like I, I guess it's kind of playing into what it would be, but it's the fact that it shows that they have concern for the future, that they're thinking about the future, and that it's not just a decision being made on a whim, right? That they have the future in mind, they're kind of aware of what it might do. Yeah. Like, that's all that's needed for this type of stuff. Right. Like, like the biggest issue with the Robin Advance thing, because honestly, when it comes to PR, that's the most recent thing we can really poke at despite it being maybe a sore spot for some people. But the reality is that was the major issue. And it's one of those things where people did not know why it was happening. When people voiced their opinions that it was wrong, that it shouldn't do that, and gave evidence and things debating it, yet there was no you know, response, there was nothing, and they kept doing it anyways. That's what made people upset. So when it comes to PR, like, like I said, there's the basic shit of empty promises that you can give. But if you can give hey, we're doing something we know you don't like, however it will benefit you later, and here's why. Those are, you know, that is that is like advanced level PR that you can do. Now, it's not easy. It doesn't necessarily come to people naturally. But it is important, and RGL could always, like even if they did good PR, you can always do better PR. No such thing right. as not enough PR. But then you definitely say it's also important to make sure it's like thing like, it's not just PR for the sake of PR, right? When it comes to policy. Oh, yeah. Like, you can't just PR for the sake of PR. That will kill you. Right. Because now you're saying too much. You there, there It's a gray zone, for sure. It's not like a fine line mm -hmm. of yay, nay. It's more public relations is just... Is is ensuring that... It's, it's exactly what it is. It's public relations. It's a relationship with your community, the public, the people you're interacting with. Right? But the, you know, regardless of the fragmentation of the community, if you look at certain facets, let's say there's a Prolander facet of people. Pretend they exist. Obviously they don't, but let's pretend for a moment there's a group of people that really like Prolander and we're playing Prolander, and they're upset that they don't have a proper season of Prolander anymore. You you gotta you have a PR person reach out to them and explain what's going on. That way they know what's up up, right? However, you don't over communicate with them. You don't want to give throw too much stuff at them. Because at that point, what are you going to give them beyond the actual reasoning behind decisions? Oh, we don't really want to do, you know, heads up. You know, we're not. There's not a lot of admins wanting to do ProLand anymore, so we're probably not going to do it. It goes, you know, you. Oh. I think you lost the connection to Discord or crashed or lost in an air. I will resume it when he gets back. I guess. Okay, we are back. Just had a connection issue briefly. Um, some mothership. I see um, on the engineer.tf website, you had a section covering demos, right? What was your initial sort of 
inspiration for this part for that part of the project? Oh, for the demos? Yeah. So originally, the point of that was to host STV demos, or even like high-level invited engineer demos. I mean, same thing, really, for mentees. Because one of the issues we had was it was hard to get a hold of STV demos for people to watch and learn and improve from. Because at the, the main point of this is for mentees to learn and improve, right? So that was kind of the point of them. And because... When RGL first started up, we were like, oh, we can literally start from scratch and get every single match from RGL history in. And we tried to do that. However, we're missing a bunch because of the pain in the ass. Trying to ask everyone for their STV demos when not everyone has automatic uploads. Being able to have to find people's uh, logs.tf, no, their demos.tf profiles to find the demos and then matching it. It's, it's a lot of work. It was a lot of work, is a lot of work, and honestly, the only reason why I was doing so well for a while was because Recabit was the main one doing all the work to make sure things got done properly. And, like, huge props, because without Recabit, basically, it would have been extra dead. However, one of the issues that happened was they had decided to quit and retire for their own reasons, and I took over trying to do it, and I was not able to keep up with it. Hmm. Is it the sort of thing that you think is would be like kind of valuable going forward, and that you like that you think would be good to try and do if you were able to get volunteers or so forth? I mean, yes. I mean, one fun, small known fact is you're actually required to record STV demos, upload it and link it in your match. That's actually something that's in the RGL rules, but no one does and they don't enforce. Oh, okay. And if, if they do that, I could theoretically do it back on my own again because I would literally just have to go to the match page and there it is. Is that something you've ever like tried to express to the RGL admins that there'd be that sort of clear, distinctified benefit to doing so? I don't believe I have. I might have mentioned it to some people in passing. However, it's one of those things where it's a thing with RGL enforcement and their own rules. Right. And it's like they already have so much work to do for the admins, right? Well, that's not my concern, to be frank. <laughs> Based. It's 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 more, I mean, I'm not trying to be mean about it and say I don't care. It's just one of those if you have a rule and you're not enforcing it, there's an issue right there on its own that needs to be resolved beyond what I want from an external organization. Right. Yes, it'd be useful for me. If they did that, I would love it. I think I brought it up, hey, can we do this? But I'm not going to try to push the issue because the fact that it is on the rules and not enforced is an issue. You know, It doesn't matter if admins are busy with all the other stuff. If you have these rules and you have that, you need more volunteers, you have to do what you got to do to make sure it happens. However, if it's a rule that you can't enforce, it's not a rule. It's it's doesn't exist. That's just a fact of life. Jaywalking is illegal. You can still fucking do it because what are the, the cops aren't going to punish you for it. Therefore, it's a non-enforceable rule. It basically doesn't exist. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, no, definitely. That's a pretty good yeah. and accurate way of explaining it, I think, yeah. And do you think just, like, even if it's, like, a sort of benign thing, do you think its existence, like, the fact that that sort of is kind of, like, damages RG a little, in a sense? 
I mean, anything that's not positive is negative. So, yes. Okay, that's fair. So, um, do you have any sorts of... you can they kind of be more specific on that, as I'm trying to mentally think about it. The way it can backfire is people can use it as a way to accuse RGL of being selectively, selectively enforcing their own rule set. Which is a very bad image to have. Now, no one brings it up in regard to that specific rule because it's minor to a disturbed degree. And I honestly don't think people would realize that's a rule because it basically was added with no enforcement from the start. However, that's what how, the easiest way for people to take that into a like unenforceability negative perspective is that, you know, RGLs is not enforcing their own rules and instead, or they're only selectively enforcing rules. So they're only picking and choosing what they suit, what suits them to enforce. Do you think that could be fixed by them posting that it's, oh, this thing is required in match comms, which it doesn't seem like they do? I mean, the easiest way to do that would be just to, you know, make a, a article saying, hey, we're going to force this rule going forward, make sure you do it. Or just letting them know in the invite, uh, you know, group meetings, whatever they, they're called, invite meeting. They do interact meetings with the invite leaders. Point is, as long as it's acknowledged and, you know, just told, they tell them, hey, we're enforcing this, make sure you do it, then that's all I really have to do. As far as enforcement goes, it's really not that fucking hard. You just look at the match page. Right. But then it's like right now they don't even include it on the match page. And that's such an easy, it's an auto response. That's such an easy thing to do. Right. Like, even it not being on the auto response isn't an excuse as far as enforcement goes, or even like doing it in general. As long as you tell them, hey, you guys need to do this because we're enforcing it, and they don't do it, you punish them. I mean, it, the auto response is not your, like I said before with the with the moderation stuff, your rules have to be your fallback. They need to be the thing you need to point to as your reasoning for doing it. Auto responses don't matter, Jack. They can say whatever they want. If you don't do something and it's on the rules and you punish them for that and they complain saying it wasn't that, you just say, well, it's on the rules. I told you about this. It's right there. Easy peasy. Done it over. So you think just like increasing the consistency of that here would only really like help RGL? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, that's definitely fair. There, there's no downside to just doing that, right? Um. So, ha- do you have any like thoughts or sentiments about like the staff members on RGL? The staff members? Yeah, like any of the admins, anything like that, like positive, negative, existing interactions. Exa is a beast of time management. He will someday be president of the world, uh, ascend to godhood, and yeah, he does too much. That if I say anything, people probably don't realize that Exa does too much. Not that he like can't do too much because he's able to time match himself, be able to do a lot, and he single handedly carries everyone. Oh. There we go. Okay. Um, <laughs> how do you feel about the, the Highlander head admins, like? Previous, current, present ones, the transition. Uh, well, Matic, no, uh, no, no, um, Micah smells. Haha, <laughs> funny jokes. I like constantly. Um, I've interacted with him a bunch of times before. I'm actually kind of really excited to see what he'll bring to the table. Well, Matic is not a very outgoing person, similar to me. He was a nice dude, but he wasn't super outgoing. 
and I did have issues with them not responding to threads on the forums. But other than that, I mean, he was a nice guy. I have nothing against Dualmatic. Hmm. Nothing, nothing strong. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those. If you're talking about like people with teams and stuff, I've met some, and I've met Iyer before since he used to live here. We hung out and stuff. Something about a Shrek vinyl. Uh, you can ask him about that. But like, I'm very like I don't have any in, like deeply specific feelings about people that make sense yeah that makes sense um do you think that each uh, like do you have any what do you, do you what do you people think of like something that each hl head admin in recent times has done particularly poorly and well at like one each like sort of like a more critical perspective on it and if you want me to be hypercritical x so when he was head admin did a lot to make things work. However, the only downside of, and this is just the metric repercussions of doing a lot, is when you move, no longer doing those things, they fall to people who necessarily aren't doing it to the same standard, perhaps is the way to phrase it. X did a lot and he did a really good job. However, he can't do everything forever. Right. I want to say that's just that on XO. I want to say that's like a fairly consistent thing with like a lot of volunteering in the TFT community as a whole, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like one person steps down and then it's like just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's yeah, I'm not trying to. It may seem like a mean negative, and just it's it's not. Exa is an amazing person. Quite honestly, I would have quit you forever like years ago. Hmm. All if right. I was in Exa shoes, and I don't. I I honestly sometimes don't know how he keep manages to th- keep doing what he does. Ethereal being. Like I said, he's he's gonna be president, dude. This is like not even a, like a joke. He's gonna be like, one of these days we're gonna be like, oh my god, it's President Exa. I would vote. That's literally his name now. It's President Exa. He understands our our needs. He understands our needs. How about uh, Michael Lele? I like Michael. He really fucking cared. I'm making thing improvements. But none of those decisions were good or bad. Is a he he was more progressive in his decision making and things he did. Okay. Um, Unfortunately, he has life, and he had to step down. How about a negative thing? I can't recall anything specifically negative. Okay. How how did you feel about um uh, leaking the survey results? It was inappropriate, <laughs> to be frank. Um, he shouldn't have done it. I mean, it's I understand why he did it. He shouldn't have had access to it in the first place. From <laughs> Obviously, right. But like, it's one of the. I understand. I understand. However, just because I understand why he did it doesn't mean he should have. He, he should. He should not have leaked it. Mm. Just because he should not have access in the first place. And again, my one of the biggest things I have when it comes to moderation is that, you know, representation thing, and it just reflects poorly on RGL for him being right. able to leak it in the first place. And that's ignoring the fact that he did leak it, and it looks bad that he had leaked had to leak it in the first place. Like this whole right. this. There is nothing good gained out of that except survey results. And I'll be honest, survey results are worth very little. Right. It's like, what are you giving? What are you taking? Right. Like, it's just you got to be like that sometimes when you're doing stuff. Yeah. Okay. Like I said, I do understand his perspective because it, um, it made it made Lomatic look bad. Do you think that... So I'm not sure if you knew or not, but uh, Mike Lele tried to reapply to the admin team and wasn't accepted. 
do you think in mm-hmm. light of that it's just a, like him not being reaccepted is justified i mean i didn't know he wasn't reaccepted or wasn't accepted it's it is understandable you can't there's a like i said before i think way in the beginning RGO has it's difficult for you to get staff because how much they vet and want to make sure people are you know you don't want to let inappropriate people into staff right him doing that kind of broke that trust like just just straight up like you can't just you can't leak stuff I like agree. even if you have access to it when you're not supposed to and all that there's a level of trust involved and reality is even if you're you know doing it for the benefit of the community it's I, we can't trust you anymore to do the right thing that makes sense i mean i would still like will Maddock back as a staff member so you know understand the difference between my opinion and my my personal opinion and my professional opinion did you mean to say michael Ailey? what did i say will Maddock. Will Maddock? No, I mean, yeah michael Ailey, yeah okay um so that's something definitely bad yeah um we already kind of covered like the bad with Womack, just like not really being that active on the forums or that communicative. What do you think he did well? I mean, at? he wasn't he wasn't very communicative in general because he's like I said, not as outgoing like I am. Or, right. Yeah, he's not like outgoing, just like me, because I'm not outgoing. What did he do um, well though? He stepped up to the role. I mean that's that's what I can give. The problem with them not being very outgoing and more interested in keeping the status quo and things, it's it's hard to say what he did well when mm. what he did well was keep things the same. Okay. I do have a follow-up then. Do you think the status quo is something good for RGL? Like, do you think it prevents them from getting worse? Or do you think they should strive to go past the status quo? Do you think that their their play is just keep it as it is or to try and progress? I mean, it depends who's in charge of what. Okay. Like, that's the fact of the matter. Like, Six's team want to improve stuff. I'm assuming Constance is going to want to improve stuff. Matic wasn't. I would say the production team, when it comes to like, the cast and stuff, want to keep things the same. I'm of the personal opinion is if you're doing something, you should always try to improve it. Because you can always make things better. And there's a balance between doing more and then doing compacting what you're doing as in as in trying to make the process easier right okay i will use my real life example of my actual job at my church i am the assistant technical director for my church and a lot of stuff i do is you know i great example is i do like layers on the computer for songs how they look and the backgrounds we have and the all formatting and the transitions have changed greatly within the past, even the past two months. Because I'm constantly trying to update and make it better and easier to read and all those types of things for, you know, the, the, the congregation and people watching online and those types of things. Right? Right. So we've gone from, okay, we have a black lower thirds bar with white text to, okay, now we can, we're doing white text and with a black outline and like a transparent colored lower thirds to, okay, now we just have thick, white text with black black outline and like shadow directly on there's not even any boxes anymore right and we're also changing like the transitions and the backgrounds we have newer transitions and backgrounds that just look nicer we had like 720p ones now we have 1080p ones that look really nice 
you know, our transitions were used to be like 60 seconds. So every 30 frames, it will, it will take 30 frames for the fully transition to the next slide of the lyrics. But we changed it so instead it's every 30 seconds or every 15 frames. The reason we did that is because some songs are higher enough, high enough BPM, we get a transition between lyrics faster or literally people can't keep up with the song. Right? It, it's, it's that type of thing. It's seeing what issues exist, how can you improve something and making those changes, and then compacting them and making it easier to do. So whenever I make those changes, I make sure it happens on a theme, and then once we know a set proper and how we like it, then we save it and make it so it's automated. So you basically, once you make it, it's done. You don't have to worry about it anymore. So whenever I need to apply that theme, I hit one button. It's weird having to go through all those settings. Um, so do you think that sort of change from Michael Ailey trying to be very progressive on this stuff to Wilmatic kind of like going backwards the status quo, do you think maybe that was a source of community frustration? Maybe. I can see that being frustrating. Um, I'm personally opinion of, like I said, I want to see growth. Right. I'm a person that expects growth in some form. Now, status quo isn't a bad thing. Status quo itself can inflict growth. Keeping things the same is important in the sense that you're using it to reflect upon what it is you need to do. Because if you just make changes all the time, things are going to change, right? However, yeah. you won't necessarily know if certain things are doing positive because it takes time for these things to take effect. Uh-huh. Not to mention, if you're constantly changing things, people won't be able to get used to it, right? Like, if I, right. great example, take a weapon from TF2. If I changed it, its stats every two weeks, no one's going to be fucking good at the thing. No one's going to be able to remember what it does and get a feel for the weapon because I'm constantly changing what it does. Same thing in regards to, to you know, playing in RGL. You know, if we change the rules every season to a large degree, it becomes harder to re- remember what the rules are, especially with a 10-page document like it is, and it'd be very easy for you to fuck up and break a rule. You know, so having these moments of maintaining a status quo to let things resolve themselves is important. Great example of this that fits TF2 is we had Challenger. We only had Challenger for two seasons. They removed it in, after that, and people and they gave you know decent, understandable reasons why they removed it. However, people argued that they removed it too soon. They needed to let it sit and actually see the repercussions of what Challenger can do over the course of three, four seasons before they can actually make those determinations. Because two seasons of Challenger isn't enough to actually gauge what it will do. The first season causes huge changes. The second season, things start to settle. You know, so it's, you know, that makes sense as an example. Yeah. Um, so, something that was mentioned in a previous interview, I'm not sure if you uh, heard the, uh, saw the Katrina one yet or not, but something that sort of got brought up was um, the fact that, um, or opinion, I'm not sure which, that uh, Wilmatic tried to make a lot more change than RGL did let him do. And I was wondering if you'd have any insight or like sorts of perspectives or thoughts on that. I do not. Okay, that's fair. I, as far as RGL is concerned, I only have access to forum stuff and none of the other stuff because, you know, I don't need access to that. Right, right. Okay. Um, yeah. 
moving on then. So what do you think next Highlander season is going to be like under the constantly admin ship? What do you think it looks like here? Um, two seasons of, well, they said they're going to bring back round Robin for advance. So basically imagine last season, well, round Robin for advance. So bigger main. That's what the next two, three seasons are going to be. And do you think that's a good thing? I, yes and no. Yes, because it's a new at head admin who literally has no transitional anything. He's literally just getting thrown into it. So he needs that time. Bad because I had actual expectations for the season coming forward for changes, making major changes. One of the things that they had in the season 10 survey, yeah, they had a bunch of questions in the season 10 survey that had big implications for what I assumed would be season 12. Because then it made most sense as far as like delay and starting these things going for it. That was, you know, longer seasons because that got, you know, a lot of votes in that survey. And it was something that we were going to look at actually doing. Because one of the things people might not realize is Highlander only has seven weeks. However, Sixes has nine. Why there's a huge difference? Because Perlander, I think, was the reason. I don't know. Point is, why don't we have nine weeks? It'd be more matches. It'd be better placements for playoffs. It'd be better. Well, Minus the fact that we have maps. You know. Right. Something kind there, of interesting. Sorry. No, no. Keep going. I was going to say, something kind of interesting is you mentioned that they made Highlander shorter because of Prolander, but then eventually RGL made Prolander short as, shorter as well, like into like a super five-week sort of thing, and then even eventually like just mostly a cup sort of thing. I mean, that's that's be just because that's how Prolander turned out. Prolander yeah, used to be its own thing, but Highlander came in, and it's kind of, you can't fit three seasons at once. I guess so I just, you have to make it, yeah. I guess I find it just kind of ironic in a way, though. I mean, it's just yeah. interest. If it was, it's the issue was interest. If if Highlander had less interest than Brawlander, then it would have been the opposite. Do you think stuff like shifting out the pick bands though kind of removed interest from Brawlander as a mode and kind of stripped away its identity? No, no. I pick bands is its own thing. That whether or not you think it's good or bad, it's easier. And perhaps better to have more consistent ban list of weapons, items, maps, blah, 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 than a pick ban. Because you kind of go into it knowing what to expect from a viewer perspective as well as a player. But do you think maybe that was part of the idea of Prolander? Just not knowing what a team was going to run class-wise? And then sort of abstractifying that and diversifying that further in a game mode? Like in the mode based off of what a team might ban that sort of strategy behind that? And do you think maybe it just became more of a Highlander light sort of thing when they removed that? And that's why it lost interest? I mean, there are pros to that on a high meta level. However, the, you have to look at the goal of it. And I, they want it to be like what they were hoped to be the proper like game mode for comp. Like it wasn't something like who just was like, hey, maybe we should try sevens. It was a balance between Sixes and Highlander that fulfilled the needs of kind of both while not being either. That way they could try and have both and be a proper game mode, right? 
right. for proper competition. And that was the point of it. It was never about other stuff. And one of those things that Valve would never do is pick bands because they would never want you to ban their own weapons. So what do you think led to just Prolander sort of losing its interest then if it was still kind of like unique-ish or I something? Mean, lack of interest from the community and in the admins. I see. Like, if if no one wants to play it, no one wants it's to play. Hard to justify it. Yeah, you know, it was literally seen as the Highlander off season. Like, we're playing a Pearlander for the off season. Do you think maybe like that was the result of them? Like, do you think it was a mistake for them to move Pearlander to the same day as Highlander and make it an off season sort of thing? It did not help. Okay. Like it. That's just a fact. You can't. It uh, would have to be shorter than Highlander, and it, it just it did not happen. Right. People would treat it like a funny off-season thing, and that would just be the end of it. Right. So do you think maybe that sort of like damaged the identity of it, then? <sighs> that implies more information than I currently have, because mm-hmm. it could have been moved to that because of the lack of interest already right so it became easier to run it that way compared to which case is just you know self-fulfilling prophecy at that point it's not you know it's not off-season made it worse it's because it was already losing interest they became off-season that would have maintained some semblance of life you know if we lost 30 teams from highlander highlander would be very much in trouble true uh so what do you think the overall state of like health of highlander is like at the moment um i think it's It, it's like community uh, basketball, <laughs> and the winner gets a twenty dollar gift card to Costco. So it's a. Uh, would you say it's seen better days then? Or do you think, in spite of that, it's still like in a pretty remarkable state? It's better than it was with UGC for sure. I think the mentality going into season one, two, and three of Highlander RGL is better, but that's because it was new and had less like stigma of a perspective on it. Right. I have issues with people not at the top level not caring about the game as much as I think they should, or as as much as I think they do. Does that make sense? No. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Like it feels like some of them are just sort of there to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that I don't like. I think that's the biggest issue. You know, we talked about the prize pool problem before. Right. I think they should be a sizable prize pool. You know, relatively comparable to sixes would be nice. It would help people care more. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, what do you think the near future is going to be like for RGL as a whole? What do you think the future is from... I mean, things will keep chugging along. There's enough interest to keep things going for a while. This is like across the board. So I don't really, I mean, things will continue. I mean, it's hard to say if things will get better or worse. I know Exa does a lot of work and make things improve. So most likely things will continue to improve at a steady pace like it has been. Okay. But it really depends on, I can't tell the future. I can only say what I currently see. Right. And I know from like at least a Highlander perspective, if they ever do those changes they talked about in the Season 10 survey, 
with the longer seasons, you know, price pools below invite, and uh, you know all those little things that would make Highlander way better. But it's a okay. if and when. Uh, so what do you think the next step for the community is then? What's our next play to make things better? Like I know we've kind of touched about that, but like, what do you think in the present we do? That depends. Depends on what your goal is. What do you think the goal should be? I mean, my hope and goal would always make, you know, I want TF2 to be a viable competitive esport. Which means, you know, ramping up production to those levels. You get sponsors. You know, you have to pull your resources into certain formats to make them viable. You have to, as I would think, treat your league, your game, as what you want it to be. You fake it till you make it. Okay. I definitely that think would true. be my, what I think. However, again, when you're fragmented, what people want, need, blah, 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 they're all different. And some people are just more content with keeping things how they are, which isn't bad because we exist, but it's you know, important. However, you know, it's it's one of those. It depends on your perspective. No, that's on what is good for the community. Um, are there any community initiatives you think are really like important right now? Any ones you want to like shine a light onto? Community issues? Community I mean, initiatives, yeah. Valve sucks, but I like that initiative. The Valve sucks of initiative. <laughs> Based. Uh, I think that's fair. There was a post post on the TF2 subreddit a couple days talking about oh we should do these things make Valve fix the bots we'll send them emails and then we'll protest in front of their building and then we'll kidnap Gabe Prophet <laughs> like it was it was stuff like it was like a, it was a meme post I think but like it brought about the fact that you know at this point are they ever going to do something with TF2 like, like honestly, at this point in our lives, we basically we we are the ones retaining ownership of the game. They're not gonna make any changes. They're just gonna add hats and shit. They're doing the bare minimum to keep things going. Therefore, it is in our best vested interest to take hold of what it is we have to ensure it can grow. Because it doesn't make sense to if you want to see something live, it doesn't make sense to leave with someone that's letting it die. They're not watering your plants. Maybe you should water instead. I think that's definitely a fair perspective to have. Yeah, it's like we as the community, we as the people got to take care of this game because nobody else is going to do it for us. Yeah. We just got to get down, talk about these things, solve these things. Yeah. Or at least try our best to. Pretty much. Okay. So, um, do you have any like staff members, community figures, just people in general you would want to shout out? Uh. <laughs> well, there's the engineer.tf guys. Uh, who's in that? Like, who, who are the people of note there? Um, everyone on the sidebar. Everybody, just everybody. All 382 members. Hello. Um, do you see, do you foresee an engineer takeover? I mean, 
kind of hard to take over what you already own. So no, I meant of the community of the admin of RGL. But I guess that applies there as well. Yeah, engineer main higher. Dominance. I mean, who is the head admin of RGL? Who That's is the head admin of the Highlander scene? Who is the shadow government? <laughs> the dots are there. The dots have always been there. You guys just never paid attention. And you guys forget, Exit was the first head admin. Micah was the second. Micah is a moderator of Engineer.tf. He also played uh, uh, Engineer for second place challenger Team DCMC. See what I mean? Yeah. See what I mean? I see what you mean. Uh, so, anyways, back to what you back to what we were talking about. Um, engineer the shadow RTF government. People. Oh yeah, just everybody, just hi. That's it. That's just hi. I mean, I don't know who else to talk, dude. It's I'm in my crazy mode. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, there's always Steve. From accounting. What about Bill and Ted? Is is that is their adventure excellent? Or do you think it's overrated? Uh, it's low. I mean, one, yes, two, no. Mm. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. How can they change the past? They go into the future. Do-do-do-do. <laughs> Engineer means trying to figure out time travel equations. <laughs> Analyzing the movies, be like. Oh, okay. Actually, while Tony Stark, let's just casually invent some time travel, bro. I'm sure they'll never come back to bite anyone in the bite ever again. Totally will not. Um, what do you think the class today of engineer in the present is? What Wait, what, what is it like? Wait, what? The class identity of engineer. Yeah, I mean, you're a sport class in the day, but I mean, you're a sport class, man. That's it's, that's all I can say. You're there to fill the empty spots in your team. How does it compare to Pyro? Class of day wise. Pyro has a very specific niche of not being very good at any specific task besides air blasting. Okay. Engineer has decent aerial denial and range. Pyro does not. Do you think you see like more diversity in one class compared to the other, or do you think it's both like just something where it's like super individualized and team based? I mean, well, to kind of change your, I know what you're asking, but I'm gonna kind of change it. When it comes to certain classes, certain classes have certain roles that they can flex and adjust to within their own play styles more dynamically than others. Engineer can be played many different ways with many different play styles. And it can work as long as it fits your team. Okay. Like, literally, like, Exa used to just sit on his sniper because his sniper was Fallen Lord. Need I say more? Nope. <laughs> if sniper is your, if Fallen Lord is your sniper, and your only thing you do in the entire game is sit on his butt, making sure he doesn't get stabbed, you win the game. That's all you gotta do. Ta-da! But, like, you know, other classes, like, snipe, what's sniper's job? Take a yeah. shot and rotate, dude. Like, you, there's no other play style you can really adjust to. Like, like that's just the fact of that. You don't. There, there, there is no other play style for. Like, you can do something like your own individual play style, but and then they you're still playing sniper, right? You know, you can do other things like you know. There's demo. You know, you could do the Daisy Creeper. 
you know, shield demo shield, thing. Yeah. So I guess there's that, or like heavy. We get the flank heavy. That's a meme. You know, pyro and all those different classes. Like there's things you can do in certain classes that others cannot because they're too cemented in their roles because right. they're just that good at those specific roles. So what classes do you think you see the most diversity then? And then just like name a few. Engineer, I mean, I'd assume. Engineer. I would say engineer. Okay. Engineer, 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 engineer. Okay. By far engineer. I mean, that's, I'm just being frank. I think engineer. Because if you're weak enough where you can do different things and fill in those spots. Okay. Otherwise, maybe scout and soldier. Because they are generalist classes and that's literally part of the job. Right. Sixes classes. I mean... Yeah. The only reason why engineer works in that way is because of the way pilot works out. But that's just right. like my opinion. Uh okay. So how does Team Engineer do in Class Wars? What's their roster? In Class Wars? Yeah. If RGL did Class Wars, you know, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the concept or not, but like something back in UGC where it's just like you would have a class, like a team of entirely like one class. Like a as in players of one class filling out a, a full Highlander roster. I mean, just run minis. No, no, but like, what's their roster? Who are their picks? What is the team like? Oh, like the players themselves? Like, Yeah. I mean, fucking doesn't matter. It's Engineer! Wow. I literally, okay. I played on servers where we literally did stuff like that, and the classes that won were the Engineer stacks. Engineer stacks are just way too strong. No, 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 no. It's, it's one of every class. From a one class's players. Uh, that makes much more sense. Yes, I it guess class so wars is more, more associated sense. with like the public servers stuff now. Yeah, where it's all uh, class war. Yeah, I mean, eh, I mean, it depends because Xo can play pretty much anything. Wax prefers scout. I can play demo or heavy, but I'm better at heavy. It would probably be constantly is a good sniper. I'd rather be mean to June, so we'll throw him on Spy. Hmm. You don't or we see- can cheat and say Micah. Okay. And from there, it depends. Like, Austin, I would throw an Engineer. So, although he'd be angry about it. How does Team Engineer do, though? Who do you think they beat? Who do they lose to? Who are they friends with? They would definitely they would beat Team Pyro, for sure. <laughs> Poor Pyro, man. Poor Pyro. And I won't worry about them too much. They'll definitely beat like two other teams anyway, so it's not like it's a complete shutdown. Who do you think? I don't know, it's it's hard to say from there. What's the weakest team? The medics. The, you know what? Team Medic would agree with you there. It's, it's <laughs> you'll see, it's, you'll see it's, in about two weeks. Yeah. Team Medic agrees. Uh, okay. So, um, what's your plan for the near future? What's your play here? In both, like, like in, in and outside minutes? of T- Like, both in and outside of TF2. What's your, what are your plans for the future? I mean, I'm just going to keep doing what I have been as far as TF2 stuff goes. I'm just going to, the forums will continue being a tool for those who need it. Um, and we will upgrade them or otherwise as we feel it becomes a use, as, as we feel that, the tool has lived its usefulness, if that makes sense. Right. Um, do you so think- if we feel it's useful, we keep it. If not, we kill it. 
Have you thought about the idea of potentially just like getting more like casual players involved in the forums, like asking questions, having those sorts of discussions, kind of like a higher quality version of the TF2 Reddits? Do you think that could be something interesting? Just like sort of getting more. That's casual not really viable due to the way comp and casual work as a whole. Hmm. This is a, regardless of any of that, this is a competitive TF2 forum. And while discussion of pub stuff is not inherently banned, that's one of the few things I trust this community to immediately just jump on and basically just poke fun at. Right, like it might be an unhealthy environment. Okay. It, it, will, it will self-moderate is the correct terminology. So those those posts would get instantly basically killed. Okay. Um Yeah, it's definitely fair. So you you plan like continuing to sort of support the forums though? Yep, that's that's my plan for the immediate future. Okay, that's cool. And then how about how about outside of TFT? You got anything interesting going on? Anything interesting planned? Not particularly. I'm looking for a new job. Everyone wants to hire an audio engineer. <laughs> I might know a guy dot dot dot. He uh he might only be paying you in stout shakos though. The business is booming, trust me. Um hit the dial button on that one, but we'll see. Uh, 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 okay, that's it. I'm posting this interview to TFTV. <laughs> They'll downvote you into the wall soon. <laughs> You're gonna lose silver credit score. Uh okay. So um are there any questions yeah. that you want to ask and answer yourself? Anything you want to like finally talk about, or do you think that's about it? I think that's about it. Like, it's pretty much we talk about most of the things I have opinions on and just personal hot takes throughout. Yeah, definitely a bit of uh, definitely some good tangents as well. I give it a summarize anything. RGL good. People do more for RGL, please. Stop hiding your stupid ass private Discord hidey holes, echo chambers. <laughs> and like, think about, instead of thinking about what you want and what you think is best for you, think what's best for everyone as a whole. And do it instead of nothing and just allowing things to rot in place. That's a pretty powerful message, yeah. I, th I think it's what needs to be said. No, I, I agree, yeah. Thank you for coming on and saying that. Yeah. No worries. And also, I'm uh, I'm, I'm, my eyes are closed. I'm totally awake right now. Also, make sure to use the forums. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah, forum <laughs> usage is good. And um, I am sponsored by Engineer.tf. Technically, this episode is sponsored by Engineer.tf. You can visit on the Engineer.tf website, including the Engineer.tf Discord, where you can join our mentoring program with our many, many, very, very highly skilled mentors that can teach you how to play Engineer at any level you like, except for invite. Wait a minute. I agree. <laughs> you no. caught that. No, they will teach you exactly how to play invite, and you'll be the best. You'll teach me, like, the invite engineering strats to use as Pyro? <laughs> you'll teach me the best times to go in for the engineer when they're distracted for just a second you'll like you'll teach me the precise timings you'll do the calculation for me okay yeah uh, uh yes that'll be it then <laughs>